Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. My name is Bruce Fisher. Thanks for tuning in. Got a great show for you for this Wednesday, December 3rd, 2014. This is our 701st podcast. Today we're going to be talking about all about Chinatown on Oahu. If you're going to be coming to the island of Oahu, you should include Chinatown as part of your sightseeing adventures. And we're going to be talking about that as we get through the big show. This podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii, Hawaii's experts, and you can catch us on the web at www.hawaii-aloha.com. You can also reach out to us just by giving us a call at 1-800-843-8771. All of our agents are either born or raised here or lived here most of their lives. That's going to give you the edge, that important edge when you're booking a Hawaii vacation. Believe me, it's information overload on the internet. If you go there to try and do your research, you're going to get bombarded with stuff. So we're going to narrow it down for you. We have all the information for you. We're going to make it easy for you and also save you money at the same time. So how can you beat that? Give us a call. Get involved. You'll be very happy that you did. Hope your week is going well. It's beautiful here in Hawaii. We're in that time of year, like I mentioned in the last show, my favorite time of year, where the weather starts to cool off a little bit. It got down to 66 degrees last night. That's really cold for Hawaii. And today it's a little rainy. It's so funny when, you know, in Hawaii, Hawaii is the weirdest place for weather because if it rains, people treat it like it's a snow day. I mean, it's like, ah, it's raining. Oh my gosh, I'm going to melt or something. It's only rain, people. And it's really no big deal, but it really slows everything down. Traffic gets missed just because it's raining. But it's one of those kind of rainy days in Hawaii. Probably clear up later on this afternoon, but we do get those from time to time. Fronts move through. And of course, during the winter months, uh, November, December, January, uh, that of course is your your rainy season. But in Hawaii this year, it's going to be a less rainy, rainy season, apparently. Because of El Nino or El Nino, I can't figure out which one it is. Anyway, hopefully you're having a great holiday season. You're still able to be productive. Isn't it like that during the holidays where things just get... So slow down. I mean, everything just comes to a standstill after the Thanksgiving holiday. And wow, what a Thanksgiving. I hope you guys had fun and ate lots of turkey and didn't get too much into a phone uh, food coma as a result of it. Anyway, I want to get talking about Chinatown today. It's part of Honolulu that has really come into its own as a hotbed of arts and innovative modern dining. But Even as a lot of these new influences come to grow and flourish in Chinatown, it still remains very full of character. It's kind of a cultural character. Uh, The fresh fish, the meat and fruit and produce markets that are uh, all over Chinatown are really what makes it so unique and, and why a lot of people are drawn to it. It's this, it's this sort of a trip back into time. And Chinatown is so filled a lot with the cultural things you'd expect in a Chinatown. Of course, the herb shops continue to operate in that area. This is for a lot of the ethnic Chinese and a lot of the small businesses in that area support the ethnic Chinese. And you can find your herb shops, which are really the medicine men of Chinese. And also the Chinese Cultural Center It remains a vital part of the community, but no matter how new, no matter how hip the restaurants and the nightclubs, Chinatown is always going to be Chinatown, and it's always always going to be true to that 
Now, for decades in the 20th century, Chinatown was kind of Hawaii's red light district. It was home to a lot of prostitutes and drug dealers and quite frankly, there's a lot of thieves and gamblers and drunks. It was kind of unsafe and unseemly. And quite frankly, it was very dirty. And by the end of the 1800s, there was, it was just filled with prostitutes. There was over 300 prostitutes in Chinatown working by the uh, late 1800s. But there's always been more to Chinatown than meets the eye. And over the past 15 years, it's largely grown out of that image of sort of uh, being a rundown, red-like district type of place. Um, and when you think about it, and when you look into the history of it, Hawaii's Chinatown was really the first Chinatown coming into existence before any of the major Chinese cities and centers like San Francisco, Seattle, New York, Hawaii's Chinatown was always was before that. It was originally the center of the whaling industry in Hawaii, but after that kind of fizzled out and sugar took over, it changed a lot. It boomed in the 1840s and 1850s as um, the Chinese population grew here on Oahu and the arrival of a lot of the sugar workers who obviously worked the plantations on all the islands. Actually, the first sugar mill was brought to Hawaii by the Chinese. Anyway, Chinatown proper is considered to be the city blocks between Bethel Street and River Street and between Baratania Street and Nimitz Highway along the Honolulu Harbor waterfront. And it's actually smallish uh, when you compare it to other Chinatowns on the mainland, but it was the first and I think the most colorful of all the Chinatowns all over the country. Now, the shops of Chinatown have always catered to more than just Honolulu's Chinese community. These stores kind of acted like the community centers that included the banks, loan centers, post offices. And by 1896, there were 158 Chinese stores in all of Honolulu, but 78 of them were actually in Chinatown. So the bulk of the stores for the Chinese stores were in Chinatown. Now, a lot of these places were um, very shoddy, cramped wooden structures, and that actually led to a fire that began in a Chinese gambling den in 1886, and that fire burned eight full city blocks, and it had destroyed thousands of homes and businesses in Chinatown, and obviously most of these were Chinese, but it was quickly rebuilt but with little regard to fire prevention, unfortunately. Then in, uh, in 1900, China was more bustling than ever as a result of all this. And then the whole place went up in flames again. And the really heavy thing about the Chinatown fire of 1900 was that it was actually planned, if you can believe this. Living conditions there had gotten so bad that they were perfect for an outbreak of the plague, the bubonic plague, if you can believe it. You know, that's the one that killed about half the population of Europe in the Middle Ages. Anyway, the Board of Health at the time conducted controlled burns to actually stop the spread of disease after about a dozen cases were reported in Chinatown. A lot of people don't know this story, but the uh, victims were forced into isolation. It was a pretty horrible situation. Now, one of these controlled burns started at Baratania Street and Nuuanu Avenue and went out of control 
due to these high winds and worked its way all the way down to the waterfront and the wharf of Honolulu Harbor. That fire burned for 17 days, if you can believe it. It destroyed 38 acres and more than 4,000 homes. And for months later, Honolulu was declared plague-free. Now, Chinatown really reached its peak during the 1920s when it became home to fish markets and chop suey houses, a lot of massage and tattoo parlors. Of course, the brothels continues and the bars and the pimps and the prostitutes and the gambling dens and the opening dens. All of that existed in Chinatown. Basically, it was a, you know, a bustling marketplace by day and then kind of this sin of inequity by night. And it remained essentially the same for decades to come. It was a favorite hangout, obviously, for sailors and soldiers during World War II. Uh, Chinatown, uh, Chinatown languished without improvements over the years. Even as late as the 1900s, Chinatown was a place where you wouldn't want to bring your kids, of course. It was really dirty. It was seedy, and it was every parent's worst nightmare to have their kid end up on Hotel Street, which is the main street that runs right through the middle of Chinatown. But, you know, things have really changed for the much, much better here in Chinatown over recent years. Uh, uh, there was a campaign by a former mayor, Jeremy Harris, to make cosmetic improvements in the area and to work to improve, you know, the whole area's image. A new poli police substation was put down in there, which I think improved a sense of safety and gave people a little more security in Chinatown. All of this made the area more attractive. There's galleries and restaurants started moving in. The China Arts District was created in 2001, and they've been putting out events ever since, like First Friday. There's the Murphy's St. Patrick Day block party. There's Mardi Gras. There's Hullabaloo. Uh, there's the music, a lot of music arts festivals. There's tons of things. And Chinatown is now popular for its nightlife and its ever-growing number of trendy restaurants and nightclubs and some of my favorite are down there over the last few years you know places like jj dolan's which is my favorite hands-down place for pizza here uh on oahu bar uh 34 the downbeat diner and lounge next door all of these have become favorite places for the young crowd down in Chinatown. A lot of people like to party. That's where they head down. Maybe the most remarkable part of Chinatown's renaissance is the number of new restaurants that have opened in the past couple years. Um, a lot of times people call these gastropubs or bistros, whatever you want to call it. A lot of these new eateries are taking a modern approach to pan-Asian cuisine. There's a restaurant down there, Scratch it's called. It opened this past July and it serves breakfast and lunch and, it, and men, menu features things, uh, things like shrimp and grits and a Moroccan shishushka. So these are the kind of things you can find there. There's a lot of these kinds of places in Chinatown these days. The Pig and the Lady, Lucky Belly, HASR Bistro, Gotti's. I mean, I could go on and on with all the restaurants there, but they're all really go good. And the point is that Chinatown has now become a food lover's mecca with dozens of restaurants, all the new. So you definitely want to include Chinatown in your next trip 
to Oahu. It's really changed its act over the last few years, and its underbelly is still there. There's still, you know, we still hear about gambling raids and salts and stuff like that, but it's not nearly what it was in the past, and I think you can't ever really eliminate stuff like that and some of the negatives that do exist in Chinatown, but they can be overlooked with this new generation of entrepreneurs, the restauranteurs, the artists, and the people that are there to, you know, continue the renaissance that's happening in Chinatown. So if you're on Oahu, make sure that you visit Chinatown. You want to support the businesses that have transformed what was kind of like a skid row of Oahu to this wonderful mecca of dining and art. So definitely check out Chinatown. It's on my must-sees if you're coming to Oahu, especially if you're a young person, you want to know where the cool, hip-happening places are, then Chinatown is definitely for you. So hopefully you'll include that in your plans now that I've brought that to your attention. Anyway, don't forget to check out our blog and our podcast pages for back episodes. You can do all of that by going to our website, hawaii-aloha.com. Give us a call. Get involved with us. Let's say you wanna, you've want you already booked your vacation. You want to do some great tours. We have a whole tour company here, Hawaii Jeep Tours, which focuses on taking you in these very cool pimped out Jeeps with local guides here on the islands so you can get the real feel of what it's like here in beautiful Hawaii. So get in touch with us, interact with us. If you're working on an itinerary, I sure would love to hear from you. Drop me a line, bruce at hawaii-aloha.com. All right, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap it up. I want to thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. For my beautiful wife, Yaling. For all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, I'll say aloha and mahalo.